Good morning. This week's been kind of interesting because I've been told a lot of things in preparation uh, from getting ready for this. In fact, Jerry told me this week I should go fishing the morning this morning. In fact, he told me I should go fishing before I get here this morning. Uh, I didn't know if that's what he normally did, if that's the success for 51 years of ministry. I don't know, but I did not go fishing this morning. But anyway... Um, If you have a Bible, I ask that you will turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, and it's been a joy and privilege. I hope you have enjoyed You Sunday. I always loved You Sunday. I always love You Sunday. And um, it's always hard to follow Emery anytime she is singing or playing or doing anything. Um, But uh, Tommy, thank you for your work and the music, and um, I hope you all have enjoyed it. By way of introduction this morning, in 2007, the uh, Guinness World Records decided no longer to monitor figures for the most times a heart has stopped beating. But in 2005, a father of four had his heart stopped 32 times, and in other terminology, he died 32 times as they were able to successfully resuscitate him. I say that this morning not to confuse anybody. But when God gets a hold of your life and your heart, you go from death to life. In fact, that is our sermon title this morning, uh, In Christ, From Death to Life. Uh, The text we're going to look at, I hope, will provide two purposes. And that will be one, that it will allow you to be a reminder of who you are. Or who you were before Christ. Because I think if I could put my hand on the the fact of why there is a lack of evangelism today, it's because we have truly forgotten what it's like to be lost. I sometimes forget what it's like to be lost. Or maybe this sermon will actually serve as a clear diagnosis of what your true spiritual condition is. But if you are, if you will, uh, Ephesians chapter two, if you're willing and able, I would ask that you stand in the reverence of reading of God's word. I'm reading out of the English standard version. This is the words of Paul this morning. Ephesians chapter two, starting in verse one, and you were dead in the trespasses and sin in which you once walked. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, Because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand 
that we should walk in them. If you would, would you bow with me in prayer? Father, Lord, I pray right here, right now, that as I, the man of God, coming before the people of God with the word of God, to align, I pray that you would align us with the will of God. And Father, I pray that the words I speak this morning would be that which you have for us to hear this morning. I pray we would walk out different than when we walked in. I pray that we would come to a thorough understanding of what it means and what you did on the cross. As we sang about it, as we talked about it, Lord, as your word, may we hear from it. We ask these things in your son's precious name. Amen. I was asked uh, this week if I owned a watch. And all I'll say is, is uh, I will run as fastly as I can, but I will not do anything less than what I came here to do. This is the words of Paul. Paul writing from Ephesians, writing to the Ephesians, writing from prison. And he writes to the Ephesian church, hoping to unite them because the Ephesian church consisted of Jews and Gentiles. Now we know from that wonderful two group of people, they never got along. If you want to get down to the basics, one ate pork and one didn't. I like my barbecue now. But at the end of the day, you had one group of people following the Old Testament tradition and law, and you had the other group of people who we're just now experiencing the gift of God and God's grace for the first time. And he writes to them, hoping to unite them, hoping for unity in the church. But he also writes to them to basically remind them of who they are in Christ. In fact, your Bible, depending on your translation, will often say in him or in Christ Jesus. I think the ESV says in Christ. But the reality is, is the irony there is, is his physical identity is that of a prisoner in bondage and shackles. And he writes to this church to remind them of their true spiritual identity, which is that in Christ. So, uh, again, uh, you know, I'm hoping to just walk us through this morning through the text. Ephesians chapter two, starting back at the top. Let's roll. And you were dead in the trespasses and sin. Dead, D-E-A-D, is like a corpse, lifeless. That's what the Greek word literally means. And some of you have had the wonderful privilege of maybe attending many funerals. Maybe you're a hunter like me and you've been in the woods around something that's dead. You know that something that is dead smells really bad. And Paul reminds the church of Ephesus and he and God reminding us this morning, before you met Christ, you were dead. There were some of you, if I asked you about your past this morning, you would have a clear understanding. You would say, yeah, I smell pretty bad. Some of you would tell me about the liquor smell. Some of you would tell me about the drugs. You were dead in your sins and trespasses in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, that being Satan himself, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. 
and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. What does Paul say to the Romans? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, right? Brings us to the first truth of the text this morning, and that is the fact that without Christ, we are slaves to our sinful lifestyle. It's interesting how I love the book of uh, the Pauline epistles, the Pauline letters, because it seems like he is redundant throughout his writings. He writes the same thing to Titus in chapter three. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our day in malice and in envy, hated by others and hating one another. We were all sinners. We were dead in our sins and trespasses. And I think, to be honest, sometimes we forget what it's like to be lost. We forget that God's done a transformational work in our life. He's done a miraculous thing in our life, but yet we go day by day by day. And we're like Eeyore off of Winnie the Pooh. We mope around. We struggle to find joy. We forget, like the great song, that before we met Christ, we were on a highway to hell. We deserve it. We don't deserve grace. We don't deserve a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yet, but we go to verse 4, and he goes, but God. If you have a pen, pencil, mascara, eyeliner, crayon, underline those two words. You want the gospel in two words, it's right there, but God. Because it brings us to the second truth. But God, being rich in mercy because of great, the great love which He loved us. So notice what he's saying here. But God, being rich in mercy. So he tells us who God is. But God, being rich in mercy... And why is He rich in mercy? Because he, he loved us. Because of the great love which He loved us, even when we were dead in our sins and trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Second truth of the text this morning is in spite of who we were or in spite of who you are, God chose to give us life. It, I couldn't help but think of it because I'm very ADHD of the story of Frankenstein. Frankenstein, this guy, robs this like mortuary, creates this monster, shocks it with the electricity, and it comes to life. Something that was ugly now has life. And that's exactly what God did with us. He turned our mess into a masterpiece. If you've ever seen the show Forged in Fire, you know that something goes into the fire. It's very ugly. But when it comes out, it's something actually worth value. The Marine Corps officer sword never starts out as a beautiful masterpiece. It starts out something in the fire, something that is ugly. But in spite of who we were, God chose to give us life. But God being rich in mercy. There's a new song out on the radio called Oh, But God, based on Ephesians chapter two, verse four. Oh, but God. Rich in mercy, oh, how he loved me so much that he didn't let me stay lost. We ought to be thankful that there is a way. We ought to be thankful that he did. 
in spite of who we were, chose to give us life. Jesus said, I've come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. He's the only one that wants to trade for your chains. To illustrate this, I'll use a a parent analogy that's very out of my comfort zone, considering I'm not a parent. Um, But if you've ever had your child in the high chair, maybe while you're cooking or you babysat or grandkids, only to turn around, you, you know, you have your kid in the high chair with their nice cup of juice and you're cooking. And all of a sudden you hear that distinctive sound of that cup hitting the floor and Whatever was in that cup is no longer in the cup, but it's all over the floor. Y'all know, you shake your head, yes, y'all know what I'm talking about. And then the next sound you hear is the, the appalling screams of your child because they realize what? There's a mess. And what do you do? You go grab the bounty because it picks everything up. And you, you clean up the mess. You get that cup. You get it filled back up, you give it to the child, and you reassure them that everything is going to be okay. And that's exactly what God did with us. He looked at us in spite of the mess that we are, in spite of the sin that's in our hearts, despite the fact that we deserve an eternity in hell. And he said, it's okay, I got this. Sometimes it's hard for us to understand that. But we move on, verse 6. He doesn't stop there. It's by grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places. We have an inheritance. It's what Paul writes to young, uh, young uh, Titus. It's what Paul reminds the church of Ephesians that we have an inheritance so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us. In Christ Jesus, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. I know Pastor Scotty alluded to this the other uh, other week. um, Jesus plus we do live in a Jesus plus society. But here's. The third truth from the text this morning, and that is the gift of salvation only comes through Jesus. Despite whatever Mormon or Jehovah's Witness or whoever shows up on your doorstep, the only way to heaven is through a a man by the name of Jesus Christ, who was divine. He was the, the living God incarnate. And we ought to know that and we ought to preach it as well. Many of us have had surgery of some sort in this room. Imagine if you were to have a life-threatening situation in which you need an immediate surgery. You get rushed into the ER, the surgeon opens you up, looks at the situation and says, I know exactly what's wrong. I know the exact procedure in which you need. I know exactly how to do it. Here's the problem. I'm not going to. Many of us would say, I'd find a different surgeon in a life-threatening situation. You don't have time. See, here's the issue. We were dead. As Paul says, you were dead in your sins and trespasses. We were dead the moment Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. And when it comes to our spiritual life-threatening and physical life-threatening issue known as sin, 
There's only one surgeon that can fix it, and his name is Jesus Christ. We don't have time to waste when it comes to a Jesus plus society. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. That's what I tell the students all the time. Despite whatever creeps in on social media, despite whatever creeps in at school, despite whatever happens, God is the rock in which we cling. Spurgeon said it best, I've learned to kiss the waves that which throw me against the rock that I call my Savior. I don't know how he did it, but that's a tough lesson to learn. It's by grace you have been saved through faith, not your own doing. You can't work for your salvation. You can't earn it, and you definitely don't deserve it. What is it the book of Isaiah says? Our works in the eyes of the Lord are nothing but that of filthy rags. And I don't know about you, but I think mine are more like filthy t-shirts. But it's a gift. Grace. By grace you have been saved. God's riches at Christ's expense. Through faith. Faith being the assurance of things hoped for and the things unseen. And as we've talked a lot about faith this morning, it is very hard to take that step not knowing which direction you are going to go. John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the truth, the way, the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Remember the phrase I mentioned earlier? If we are in Christ, if in Christ, I said Paul uses this terminology a lot throughout the book of Ephesians. If in Christ, we are a lot like the criminal on the cross. Many years ago, there was a group named Acapella that sung Acapella. It was a Church of Christ band or quartet. And they wrote a song called Criminal on the Cross. And it, here's some of the lyrics. I'm saved. I'm saved. Like the criminal on the cross. Praise God, I'm saved. And he said, well, he said to me today, I'd live in paradise and he's taking care of the cost. Hallelujah. I'm saved. I'm saved like the criminal on the cross. You see, God's grace doesn't go to a specific group of people. God's grace doesn't go to a person with a specific background or story. It's what we call it's all inclusive. We are saved by his grace through faith. And praise be to God, when I take my sin check to the blood bank of Jesus Christ, it never comes back insufficient funds. Oh, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. As the Bible says in the old song goes, Oh, the precious blood of Christ speaks a better word. It never comes back insufficient. 
See, I think sometimes in our society today we downplay sin and we ought not to because sin is the very thing that sent Jesus to the cross. It cost a man his life. Yet we're like, yeah, I'll turn a blind eye. Not just to our sin, but to the sins that we see in society today. I'll use this example. Uh, Sunday night, we were downstairs. I was talking with the students. And I brought up the situation of uh, homosexuality in, in today's culture and how it's a rampant, rampant thing, not only in our culture, but in the school system. And I asked them, I said, what is the response? The first thing that comes to mind. And a lot of them got angry. A lot of them said it just infuriates me so much that I not only don't talk to them, but I don't want to talk to them. And I proposed this question. I said, well, why is it that none of you have said the gospel? Why is it that your first thought is anger and not the fact that that person desperately needs Jesus? When we see sin in today's world, just not even in our own life, but in the world we live, we ought to be reminded that people today are in desperate need Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Which brings me to the last truth of the text. First, verse 9 and 10. It's not a result of work so that no one may boast, but we are, for we are His workmanship, i.e. the Imago Dei image of God. We were created in His image created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Last truth of the text this morning is, is we are in Christ. We are his hands and his feet. We've talked about what God's done at Strength to Stand. We've talked about what hopefully God will do in the Czech Republic this summer. But it doesn't just stop with the youth. It starts with all of us. Many of you might be thinking, well, I'm glad God is raising up a generation of young believers to carry the gospel. That's all our responsibility. A couple of Wednesday nights ago, um, we had a, somebody bring up in conversation spiritual retirement. Uh, there is no such thing as spiritual retirement. Uh, in my mind, that's called apostasy, but we won't get there. If we are in Christ, we are his hands and his feet. Many years ago, the church, Prestonwood Baptist Church, wrote the song called This Blood. Many of you actually know this song, which goes like this. And I've come to tell you he's alive, to tell you that he dries every tear that falls. So I've come to tell you that he saves, to shout and to proclaim that he's coming back for you. This world desperately needs Jesus, but more importantly, this world desperately needs us to go out of these walls and desperately proclaim the Word of God. Many years ago in the 1980s, an old World War II bomber pilot by the name of Gray Allison. And let me just tell you, I've never met the man, but the stories are actually very earth frightening and shattering. You didn't want to mess with old Gray Allison. Started the school known as Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary, in which I currently attend, in which he actually wrote the alma mater for, 
which goes like this to all the world for Jesus sake, where bodies hurt and sad hearts ache. Lift high the cross, his love proclaim. Mid-America bears his name. We ought to be the picture or the nail that hangs the picture of the cross for the world to be displayed. To where the world looks at us and may they see the picture of Jesus Christ. We are his hands and his feet. We are to be disciples that make disciples. We ought to be those who actually talk about our faith. And if you're, if you're asking me which part of this do I struggle with, it's this part. Evangelism to me is very socially awkward. But that's me tying into the fear of what Satan would have me to do and not what God would have me to do. We're all guilty of it. And you don't have to go to some third world country. There's people in Blairsville I know that need Jesus. Everything I've said this morning has actually been very conditional. If you are in Christ. You see, some of us, we get asked if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And like Pastor said several weeks ago, we're very much give the response. Yeah, my dad was a deacon. Or yeah, I go to church. Listen, uh, you coming in here on Sunday morning doesn't make you a Christian just like me standing in your garage doesn't make, you a me- uh, doesn't make me a mechanic. That doesn't work logically. And trust me, you definitely don't want me uh, working on your car. However, some of you in here, you may not have that relationship with Christ. You either are in Christ or you're not in Christ. There's no fence post. And trust me, sitting on fence posts are very uncomfortable. But you may say, well, Aaron, what do I need to do? Acknowledge the fact that you're a sinner. Acknowledge the fact that you were dead in your sins and trespasses, that the way you're living now is not what God intended for you to live. You cry out to Him and you say, Lord, I am a sinner. But in spite of the fact that you, you, you go to Him and you say, but I understand now more than ever that you're rich in mercy. That you provided a way for me to have everlasting life with you through your Son, Jesus. And you ask Him to forgive you. You repent of your sins. You turn away from that old life despite however many times as you go forward that old man will come up. You acknowledge the fact that He rose with all power. Some of you in here this morning, you may just want to come and you need to pray. You just need to pray. Maybe you need to pray for somebody who's lost. I think that's a great place to start. Maybe you need to come and accept Christ. Maybe there's a sin in your life that you're dealing with and you can't get free from. Know that Christ offers that freedom this morning. Tommy, y'all, y'all come on up. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I pray this morning that You would move in a way that you only You can. 
pray that, that we would know that you love us in spite of who we were, in spite of our mess that we've made. You chose to give us life. And I pray this morning, God, that you would uh, move amongst your people. I pray that we would know, that we would respond as you see fit. In your name we pray. Amen. I'll be down here at the front. Scotty's here. Jerry's in the back. Hey guys, Pastor Scotty Gerard here, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this has been a resource that's helped you grow in your purpose for God, but also grow in His glory. We also want to extend an invitation to you to join us here in person at Harmony Grove. We are located at 1008 Town Creek School Road in Blairsville, Georgia. We would love for you to come be a part of our service, to be a part of our small groups. If you have children, we have children's classes on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning. And all this information can be found on our website. We'd also like to continue help you in your growth with Christ. If you have a question, maybe a prayer request, or just need to talk to somebody, you can contact us in the emails below in the description, or you can also contact us through our app and through our website, which are also found in the description below. Again, we hope this has been a blessing to you because we know that you joining us today has been a great blessing to us. Thank you so much. God bless.